Welcome to the Hive Podcast. My name is Vincent Bujor, and you're listening to your number one resource for missional entrepreneurship. I'm so excited that you're here. We help you grow your startup and ministry every single week with practical advice, powerful tools, and inspirational stories. So join us and become a world changer one episode at a time. Uh, we were at the Buckingham Palace. I am representing Africa, and there are many other people who are representing other continents. When Prince saw us, how we struggle for the preparation and what, he, he told the audience at the palace, he said, Ladies and gentlemen, I saw these uh, young entrepreneurs preparing themselves. Some of them were doing that and that, and some of them were praying. And in fact, he was referring to me. And when he was announcing the winner, he said like this, Ladies and gentlemen, God is on someone's side again. I want to introduce to you Askwar Hilanga. Hilanga is from Tanzania, and we want to talk about his testimony and his startup today. He's a professor, he's an entrepreneur, and he's also an inventor. In fact, he invented a water filter for the people in his country, and he has provided clean water to tens of thousands of people. In fact, he has now a company with 120 employees, and he has provided clean water to a thousand households so far and covered a hundred schools. And I wanted to ask him right at the beginning, how did you grow up? I grew up in a rural village called Gongali, which is in Karatu district in Arusha, Tanzania. The village is very close to Serengeti and Ngorongoro, Kreta. These places are famous to many tourists. So I joined the Seventh-day Adventist Church in the year 1988 when I was 12 years old. Uh, it was in a rural village, a small village in a, a small Adventist church in my village, uh, which is really despised. And like people, there are very few people, very weak, what can I say? But I was uh, in another denomination uh, where life is good, vibrant, many people, and everything was cool. But one day, one missionary from the Seventh-day Adventist Church visited our family. He talked with my father. My father was, uh, was a drunkard that, that time, was a binge drinker, drunk, drunkard. So he, when he drinks, he normally uh, vomit blood. So he's really in a desperate situation. So my father accepted the call and he said, please, can we visit the Seventh-day Adventist Church this Sabbath, this Saturday? So we went there. I was a little boy, very curious, age 12. And we went to the church. I asked many questions. They answered my questions. And uh, little by little, my faith was growing. And when I joined the secondary school in the year 92, when I was in, in uh, 
secondary school I was baptized. So that's how I joined the church and uh, I was I grew up in a rural village in Tanzania. A very rural setting that you can imagine the those villages that they show in CNN and BBC. <laughs> a typical rural village in Tanzania where we yeah, we lived a, a really a rural village life. I was a happy boy. I lived, loved my life, played with my friends. But again, I can tell you the stories of how we have been struggling with waterborne diseases and, and the extreme poverty in the village. But I loved myself. I loved my parents. I loved my community. That's why even now after I finished my PhD, I still love my people. I'm, I frequently visit them. Even this Sabbath, this Saturday, I'm going to visit them again to worship with my people. I love them so much. It is the community that raised me. Beautiful. So uh, when you decided to, um, to, uh, to actually continue in education, you said you're a professor now. How did you become a professor uh, from going from that village where you grew up uh, to a university? Now you're teaching at a university. How did that happen? Uh, well, I, I don't want to overpraise myself like uh, I was very smart and uh, than anyone else. Uh, I believe it was God's providence. It is God's plan that I should be this much successful because I remember in, in our school, we were about 70 in our primary school in Gongali, Gongali Primary School, out of 70 children. Can you imagine how many of us passed the examination to go to secondary school? We were four one, two, three, four people going forward. The rest had to remain to the village as, as farmers, as the normal villagers there. I am so pitying them now that they could not get a, a, a luxury of getting higher education. As for me, I'm so grateful I was among the four who went to the secondary school. And the ones who continued with the further education out of us four, I was alone to continue with the high, high, high school. Of course, with other students now from other villages, we continue to high school, very few of us. And you can see how the equation is narrowing down now to first degree, very, very, very few Tanzanians now. Now it's not about the village. Very few Tanzanians go to, the, to university. And then if you go to the masters now, ah, maybe they, they have a list of people who are uh, in the master's level. PhD, uh, no, don't talk about that. You can just count how many people have PhD here. Professors, I'm number 27, the highest ranked professor in Tanzania. <laughs> My position is number 27 in the whole country. Anyway, so that's how it goes. But um, I thank God it's a wonderful opportunity to, to get both this uh, secular education, but also under the context of Seventh-day Adventist Church. I've been raised by the church. In South Korea, when I was doing my PhD there, I was working also for the church as a, as a lay, lay pastor. I was a lay pastor for a, an Adventist church in South Korea. I, I have a passion to tell this story, but I thank God I've been climbing the ladder of education step by step from a rural village in Gongali to a university in South Korea called Hanyang University. I did my PhD in South Korea, and now I'm a professor at the university called Nelson Mandela in Tanzania. It's a success story in a short span of life. I can remember my childhood 
Today they call me a professor. Man, I really thank God. It's a miracle happening in my lifetime. How was it for you to transition from that high education and and the degrees that you received for, uh, to a to an entrepreneurial life, uh, becoming an inventor, and basically going back to the problem that you have experienced as a child, uh, you know, with those diseases uh, caused by just unclean water? Um, how did you come up with the water filter idea? Well, so it was a progressive process. As I said, I, I struggled a lot with waterborne diseases when I was, I was a little boy. Uh, did I tell you the story of uh, how I was struggling with the worms, with the, the, with the waterborne diseases of different kinds? Actually, I could see there is a time I could see worms in my pool. Really, the worms floating in my pool. And yet I was told that I'm bewitched. And they were looking for a, a, a witch doctor, a, a witch who caused all this. And they told me it is a certain grandmother, uh, our neighbor, who was causing this. So the, the, the witch doctor told me to get uh, uh, the footprints of this woman. And But fortunately, the woman was unfortunately on my side. Fortunately, to her side, she was wearing uh, shoes, so I could not get that. Anyway, to to get a long to cut a long story short, I struggled a lot. But today I'm asking my question a question that what does my PhD mean to my people? Why should boys and girls suffer in the 21st century while there are a lot of technological advancement and uh, there is a possibility to solve this problem? So in South Korea, my eyes were literally opened. I saw the potential of using nanotechnology to solve this problem. And that's why, step by step, I decided to invent a filter. I was working on it. It's a, it, I, I, it's, it's, it's really challenging process to develop a new innovation because there are many filters that are imported from China, from Korea, from India, from America and elsewhere. But yet, they are not solving. The problem is still there. So what was the problem? So I went there, I investigated this, see the weaknesses of those imported filters and I came up with my own invention and now it is in the market it is solving the problem so it's step by step it's not an easy process there are many people who play their role like the Royal Academy of Engineering who invested in me to develop my my what is that the business skills because I, I, I I'm trained as an engineer <laughs> chemical engineer now how can I do business so I was I was trained by the Royal Academy of Engineering we were participating in a program called Africa Prize for Engineering Innovation. But later I got many other supporters, partners. We have, I have 77 partners. I don't know if I can list all of them in, during this podcast. But, well, they have played their role. I, I am so grateful today we have a product that's in the market solving the real problems of people. I'm so grateful. Amen. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. And you are not done. I... I uh, just saw that when we were, you know, we were uh, talking, you were showing me uh, the property, uh, how your company looks like right now. You have uh, 100, I believe, 127 employees. You have multiple buildings now. You are uh, bringing clean water to thousands of people. Um, but um, but you're not done. What's your vision uh, for your life? What's your dream? What's your goal? Uh, my goal is to be a billionaire. I want to be a billionaire, not in terms of money, 
but is in terms of impacting billions of lives. Mm. So anything I can do that can touch someone's life, that's my calling. If it is through these inspirational talks, if uh, a little boy or a little girl is listening to me now from Mexico or in Haiti or in, in Cuba, somewhere in America maybe or elsewhere, whoever is being touched by my story, and whoever is giving back to their community, I count those as the numbers of people I'm impacting in my lifetime. So when my day comes to bow out, I, should be, I will be so grateful that I reached people in different ways by inspiring them, by providing them with um, affordable technology, easy to use, that's solving their problems. Children with white teeth like mine, people are not suffering from uh, typhoid, cholera and other challenges. The opportunities I create for, for startups, young companies who study from me, they come here. The volunteers who come to Tanzania to work with me, all those are the lives that I want to touch in my lifetime. So that's my life commitment. I'm passionate about this uh, while I'm still living. Thank you. We're taking a short break right now and be right back uh, to talk about faith and business and how you as a young man or woman, wherever you are, can get involved with Hilonga's uh, cause and really understand how you can use the power of innovation with uh, the gospel message to uh, finish the work. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hive is your number one platform for missional entrepreneurship. Start, grow, and scale your faith-based business with us day by day. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just look for Hive INT. That's Hive International. Hive INT. Let's change this world and the world to come together. We're back here with Hilonga and his amazing story uh, going all the way from a rural village in Tanzania to South Korea and back. Now he's impacting thousands of people uh, in his country and beyond. Uh, Hilonga, thank you so much for being here. Um, I wanted to ask you, as a faith-based entrepreneur, as a missional entrepreneur, how do you combine faith and business uh, and and how what would you advise to a young man or woman listening to this? What can we do to combine the two and really make a difference today? I I thank God. I I don't have a magic formula, but I have seen God fulfilling His promise in my life. I did not mention to you. I forgot to mention about the awards I won. I won twenty two awards now. As I talk to you, twenty two different awards. I have been to twenty different countries around the world, nine times in the UK, and of course once in America. I was in Washington. I went to the White House, not inside, but just outside to take a photo a little bit. But I've been to France, to Norway, to many other countries around the world. I lived in South Korea for five years. I've been to China, to Vietnam, Thailand, and which country didn't I mention? So, but I, I believe God has a purpose in my life that it's not an aimless life of running here and there and there. It is a life, it's a, it's a mission life because wherever I go, I get opportunities. As I talk about my business, I also uh, talk about how God has blessed my life, how, uh, who is God, by the way, in my life. And, and people see that. Let me give you a typical example. Uh, we were at the Buckingham Palace 
under Prince, uh, this was the second time. I, first, first time I won the, the award is called Pitcher Palace Africa. So we were there competing and I was the first winner. Now I went there for the Pitch at Palace Global. So I am representing Africa and there are many other people who are representing other continents. So when Prince saw us and how we struggle for the preparation and what, he, he told the audience at the palace, he said, ladies and gentlemen, I saw these uh, young entrepreneurs preparing themselves Some of them were doing that and that, and some of them were praying. Wow. And in fact, he was referring to me. And when he was announcing the winner, he said like this, Ladies and gentlemen, God is on someone's side again. And then he announced the winner. And the winner is Asquire Hilonga. Wow. And that's me. And now that was a big testimony. The news reporters were following up me. And they were asking about the success story. How did you do this and this? You know, my friends, it is like replaying the stories of Daniel and other heroes in the Bible. Those boys who were 10 times better than others, who were smarter in everything they, they were doing. So you can read those stories, but God has given us an opportunity to replay these stories in our life while we are still living. So I, I am not exaggerating my story, but if you can look at that, Uh, coming from that background, getting a PhD at a very young age, becoming a professor at this age, owning a company that is very rich, this much rich. <laughs> of course, in Tanzanian standards, maybe in America, you'll say, brother, is that really rich? But from that background of growing from a grass house to a four-story building to an employer of a number of people and all this kind of exposure in all those countries, I believe it is God's specific plan, not coincidence. This is a plan, it's a purpose of God to demonstrate his power in us, to fulfill his promise in us, because he promised to us to make us head and not tail. So it's happening in my life. What else can I do, brother, except to be a, a testimony to others? So I believe God is using me as a teaching aid in his hands, as his missionary to demonstrate, to display how unique I am, how unique his people should be. So he is doing it. I don't know what else can I say. In health, uh, he, God has given us uh, like, a, what is that? The principles of healthful living. I followed it to the dot. I did my best, you know. After I joined the Seventh-day Adventist Church, I decided to stop eating meat. I'm a pure vegetarian as I'm talking to you now. Of course, I eat a little bit of egg and fish. Maybe fishterian or <laughs> a little bit fish and, and egg a little bit. But I follow all those principles. I don't eat meat like uh, cows, uh, the goats and what. And today I am 45, but you can look at my face, maybe because you are privileged to see this. Uh, some people feel like I'm 20-something, but I'm already 45, man. So again, I'm not overpraising myself. I'm just saying by following those regulations, the principles that God has given us, healthful living, exercise, cheerful heart, and loving people, giving back to people. And it's, 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 that's my life. And I am harvesting the fruit while I'm living. Well, we talk of the kingdom of heaven, but I think we can enjoy good life even now while we are waiting for the blessed hope of the second coming of Jesus. Amen. 
Thank you for sharing that. It's so important to give praise to God and to point back to our Creator and Redeemer every single time that He blesses us with uh, our successes. Well, basically, basically those are His successes, right? And and so I really appreciate you sharing these powerful stories how God has worked in your life. Um, last question for you, my friend: How can we get involved with you? How can I get involved with you? How can we be a part of the cause that you started? Um, tell us. Thank you very much. And among the people I must be so grateful to is my wife, who is the CEO of the company. And my son is 13 years old now, and my daughter is 11 years old. We are four in this company. I and my wife and my son and my daughter, four Seventh-day Adventists working for this company. And we are open-minded to work with anyone who wants to work with us. I will give you my contacts. I hope you will put it somewhere. If you contact me, we can discuss and see how you can be involved. If you are an investor, you want to invest in this, we call social uh, impact investors. Uh, those who are not really craving for too much money from the poor people, but who maybe just want their money to come back, that you impact people. And after they pay back, you get your money back or with a small interest or a donation or a grant. Or you want to be a volunteer, you want to work with us, or you just want as a tourist to stay in our hotel at an affordable price. We, are, we have a hotel here. I built a, a house here where we have 16 rooms. You can stay here and some of the income that we get goes back to the activities we are doing here to touch people's lives. I'm open-minded. We can discuss. Just, just as a friend, let's talk. Like, how do you want to be involved? If you are coming to Tanzania, definitely we are here to host you. So just drop by. We can visit Serengeti, Kilimanjaro, or communities, churches, uh, whoever wants to support a church. I'm a church elder also in my church. It's called Arusha International SDA Church. So you can just drop by here, sing with us, anything you want to do that can bring glory to God, but also bring blessings to humanity. I am open-minded. Welcome to Tanzania. If you want to listen to more inspiring stories, powerful episodes, and practical takeaways, make sure to subscribe. We are on all major podcast platforms, and we have new episodes coming out every single Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. So subscribe, follow us, and listen to more next week. My name is Vincent Bujor. You've been listening to Longest Story, and this is The Hive Podcast.